previously on the Infinite Escape Room. You can see the area where our nipples would be. Just start to do a little little Charleston within the trench coat. It's almost like I planned a series of physical challenges in this place that were all solvable with things from the store. Oh my god. Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse chums come together, have a drink and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. Or at least they do usually. You join us now at part three of our Infinite Escape Room quest special. That's right, we did a monster six-hour recording broken up into four parts where we are going on a fantastic fantasy adventure with swashbuckling, fun games, characters and of course some lovely juicy puzzles, wonderfully guided by Tony using the Quest RPG system. Anyway, we're just getting into the fourth hour of our recording now, so I'll pass back over to myself as we reintroduce our characters and get back into it. If you've not listened to part one and two, then quickly whiz back now and give them a listen. More information about our characters and their abilities can be found in the show notes. Before we rejoin the gang, I'd like to extend a very quick thank you to our fabulous, wonderful patrons for helping to keep the show on the air and making all of this possible. And in particular, I'd like to extend an extra special thank you to Hill Burton, Will Ryder and Laura Guerin. Thanks so much, folks. We really, really appreciate it. If you're interested in joining our patron program yourself, we can get early access to episodes, unedited material, bonus stuff and more, as well as shout outs in the show. Then head on over to patreon.com slash the infinite escape room. Right back to the show. And we're just getting into the fourth hour of our recording. Um, the beer is flowing. The biscuits have hopefully gone into bellies, so blood sugar should be back up. Uh, I am Mike, and I am playing Clam Strumlington, the goon bard transforming shapeshifter chap. Uh, and I'm drinking a Brewdog uh, Mallow Quest, which is very tasty. Uh, I'm Bailey. Um, I'm playing Bailey Nata Jones, uh, the half orc uh, fighter slash disco queen, albeit rather clumsily. And um, I'm drinking Il Magnus cider. I'm Ben Levy Griffiths, uh, the playing Fourquare, the halfling wizard with a big long beard that so far hasn't managed to get in the way. Having drunk a beer and feeling slightly snoozy, I am back onto a cup of tea so I could enjoy some biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jamie, and I am playing the spy who is three goblins in a trench coat, LSB. And once again, I am drinking both a San Miguel and a coffee to neutralize me. <laughs> uh, and I'm Tony Conway. I am playing the role of the guide, the, uh, the voice of every NPC and the master of the fiction. Also, Jamie, I've just realised, I thought you'd called the three collective goblins Ellis, like E-L, like the name, but no, I know it's L-S-B, but I just just realised, like, the letters, so yeah, sorry, so just putting that out there, (laughs) I've just called you Ellis. (laughs) Ellis for short, it's a nickname for, for friends only. So... Previously, uh, you solved a puzzle under somewhat uh, unexpected circumstances as you were transported into this world, got half a poem and a special token, which your friend Theodoric, the historian, uh, is still looking into. You then went across to the Crystal Bazaar, Brel's Crystal Bazaar, a sort of magic department store, where you found a huge underground cavern where you had to cross the lake uh, distract some very small terrifying ice ants and then fight a really gigantic uh, terrifying ice ant 
to get the next line of the poem, uh, of which the first three lines you found in this uh, underground cavern. So now you've got two other leads that Theodoric gave you. He, he mentioned the Prismatic Temple uh, as being the kind of biggest temple in town, which is the, the poem mentioned the temple. Uh, and he also mentioned going up to the hill, which is where the uh, the, the rich and famous of uh, Enaria, this city that you're in, live. Uh, and there are many sort of ancient ruins and old tombs up there. So where do we want to go first? Do we want to go to the temple or the tomb? I mean, the tomb Rather comes next the, in the poem, the doesn't hill. it? It's the second is the okay. uh, the hill and the tomb. So I'd suggest going up there and seeing if we can sniff out the oldest tomb. So yeah, that sounds good. good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. Agreed. Alienator agrees. Let's go, boys. So, the hill, after Theodoric's guidance, you, you having visited the Crystal Bazaar, decide that it's time to head out to the hill, uh, home to the rich and powerful of Anaria's aristocracy. Soft gas lamps light the carefully paved streets between these large, opulent homes, nestled between ancient ruins. As you climb the hill, you see between the manicured hedges and elegant porticos a mausoleum at the very top of the hill. Its two straight tall pillars rise up from the ground, and the torches outside cast a bright light that fades to profound darkness more quickly than it should. It's very familiar. feels like something you've seen before. Perhaps symbol. something you should investigate. Mm, yeah. Yeah, 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 symbol in the very yeah, first yeah. Uh, room we found ourselves in. Before we throw ourselves into, uh, uh, into this, I think everyone's chosen a new uh, ability uh, from, from the list as we, uh, as we wrapped up a session. I believe, Forkway, you chose Clap, which lets you uh, blast people backwards with a sort of thunderous force. Correct. Balianator chose Yorp, which is a kind of... Uh, Mad, yeah, yes. After trying to select it from day one, and, and getting also, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm so fixed on this. I just, I think it's just because it's called Yorp, and it's it sounds really cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, which is basically you get to do a sort of show of bravado to scare uh, uh, commoners and minions. That the game classifies non-player characters into common commoners, minions, and bosses, and so you can scare off everything but bosses mm. uh, if you roll well. Ellis, like stuck a bugger, chose. Did you use bricolage? That's that right, right, yeah. <laughs> bricolage. Yeah. Uh, bricolage, which is being able to improvise uh, one of a, a collection of different uh, useful items with basically being like MacGyver, being able to oh, improvise so tripwires, cool. poison traps, simple mm. weapons, and periscopes. Periscopes, great. I love that. That's so good. <laughs> and then finally, uh, our very own Clam Strummington has picked Command Nature, um, where you get to say a funny little poem that allows you to wake up plants and get them to do what you want. Is that right? Yeah. It's like, daffodils, <laughs> yeah. do the cool. kills. And they're like, you know, they'll try That's and put pollen on people pollen. who've got hay fever. <laughs> Superb. <laughs> so, you, what's what's the plan? There's this, this you can see, kind of nestled in amongst these. This is a bit like, you know how, is it, have you ever been to Rome before? <laughs> Um, <laughs> Not recently. <laughs> like, like, Tony. Tony already rubbed. So Rome, uh, it's, it's just a, you, like you can go there for like twenty quid on the plane. You just, come on. Uh, <laughs> Rome's like all of these like relatively modern buildings, buildings built in the last 150, 200 years, and then like between them, there's a bit of wall that's you know two and a half thousand years old or something like that. London's got similarities in some ways, in that you get these very old walls, and this this area, the hill outside of the city uh on the the opposite side of the river is much like that there's all these kind of big mansions that these elegant lords and ladies live in but also this is where the ruling class from centuries ago buried their buried their dead uh so there are tombs of kings and and great wizards and and all kinds of magnificent elders 
Yeah, so you've you've seen this building with the two pillars. What's the plan? How are you approaching this place? Is um can we see into the mausoleum at all, or is it dark? You look at this entrance, and there are yeah there are these torches, quite bright torches, burning either side of it. And you try and look down the gap in the middle, and it's like sucking the light in, like it's it's impossible to see beyond them. Um, just before we go any further, I'm just thinking: has anyone got any healthy potiony typey thingies? Just because that's the point. Do you want to take a rest? Um, you can take a rest can, if you want. I'm just thinking because my HP is pretty low, and that's true. Um, I'm just thinking <laughs> if, you... if we're going into a dark, cavernous void, I uh, would rather have a like a, at least like a little like two more HP, like power nap. <laughs> Uh, if if you okay. want to take the night off, if you want to go and, you know, have a nice meal in a pub somewhere and then go and sleep at Theodoric's and come back here in the morning, absolutely, that's fine. Yeah. Can we, can we do that? Like, just like... We, we can fast forward the, that. The, the, yeah, the that. hill. We, we've gone, we've had a nice meal, we've chilled out, Lovely we've celebrated snooze. killing a massive Queen Frost Ant and, yeah. Uh, all back does, to Theodoric's how, how for a does that, Yeah. How does that affect all our HP, by the way? Because it's all... just me. If you take if you take a long rest, i.e., you sleep overnight, then you go back up to full health, so you can go up to ten. Hey. Excellent. Go. Cool. Thank me later, Clam. There we go. <laughs> Clam has had a night out uh, upon the okay. town. He's gone to the Nando's. <laughs> He's gone Nando's. How <laughs> oh, chicken was the Nando's? Lemon and herb. <laughs> Four more. Surely for our oh, no. clams, normally done. Surely for uh, dessert, we had uh, for, for dessert. We must have had jelly and ice cream. Latine with our previous two foes. <laughs> oh, he's, oh, very oh. good. Very good. The blood jelly nice. and the frosty. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think that's worth it. I think that's worth it. <laughs> Full quest teleport. Um, so, so, yeah. Well, a night out on the town, a good, a good rest um, at Theodoric's, and then we'll all rock back up to this dread portal outside the mausoleum, please. Mm. <laughs> Awesome. I love it. I, I love that you're also rocking up here at like, it feels like you should be coming here at late at night. night or something like that. But instead, you're rocking up at like 9.30 in the morning. 10. We had a coffee first. We've had, we've had a nice, yeah. nice takeaway coffee. Yeah. You stopped by the Crystal Bazaar to get another, yeah. to, to get a little bit of pastry and, and a, a double espresso. Um, yeah. all down the trench coat. <laughs> Cappuccino with a whole bar sprinkled on top. Bre- Brella Manger? that's a ben quality stuff yeah. um <laughs> so uh you get to yes you are you are standing outside you're it's broad daylight there's a bunch of hoity-toity people looking at you this sort of band of uh oddballs a little tiny hairy wizard and and uh a sort of weird green knobbly guy who doesn't seem to be able to walk without uh, his coat flapping around oddly, yeah. and this disco orc and our resident uh, bard pervert. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, the way that I imagine Clam walking is like he struts. Do you know what I mean? John Travolta like, in Saturday And he's wearing Night like unpleasant to look at tight, very tight breeches. Yes, very tight breeches. Yeah. And maybe like, like maybe like a leather uh, a leather waistcoat with no shirt. That sort of thing. Oh, yeah. That's how I picked it. A really fancy hat, like a very floppy hat. Oh, yeah. 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 With just the single lock of hair flopping out in the front. Oh, yeah. The, like a baby. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is like a fantasy yeah. universe. Imagine having a lock of hair. 
In fact, on, on the strut on the strut theme, I mean, I, th- I think it's in character for Clam to um, he's just going to strut through towards that dread portal. I think he's just going to strut just straight in confidently. It, he's just like he's Clam Strumlington. That's why we the love rest you. Of you uh, the rest of you, as this is happening, this is like on the edge of town, but there's a couple of these big mansions that overlook this place or or, or are close by to it. And as Clam just strolls straight in, you hear gasps, like you can hear people on their balcony who have sort of been watching you come up. Yeah this sort of group of lovable oddballs and you you hear audible gasps from a couple of these balconies because like clams just walked into the heart of darkness or something so just just thought i'd let you know well, that's gasps, the like, oh, look at that I, cove. what a confident strut no 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 <laughs> gasps of like what the fuck uh, oh no it's gone from like oh what a lovely ragtag group of friends to oh they're on a suicide mission oh god <laughs> it's just <laughs> Oh, in that case, okay, could, I, I could just... we take our grappling hook, uh, the pinches of peril, and launch it into the dread portal to see if, like, it can <laughs> latch onto something, or if it just keeps rolling in? What happens if we do that? That's a good question. So you, you're just throwing the the grappling hook in yeah. from within and then the trench coat. See what just... happens. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> like a pigeon. Um, yeah. So you throw this thing forward. I think it hits Clam <laughs> in the back <laughs> quite painfully. Like not, it's not enough to do any damage, but Clam's like, Winded. <laughs> Smacked in the back with this thing. Sorry! Yeah, so you, Clam, you uh, you strut forward with a bruise on your back now. Um, I think, Ellis, you are now pulling on the rope, but uh, it's not moving. It's just solid. Like, what goes in does not come out. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I found something. Do I do I see anything on the other side of this? So Clam, yes, now that you're inside, you are you find yourself in a like you could see from the outside this is a a, a tomb like it 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 looks like some of the other buildings around here and out the front it had these two big pillars and then solid walls down the sides. Not big, uh probably only about 8 or 9 meters wide and maybe 20 25 meters deep. Very grand for a single person's burial, but not, you know, not like a mausoleum you might get in the real world the really big ones you're inside in the middle there's like a a catafalque like a, a dais with a sort of what are they what did they put the mummies in what do they call it sarcophagus the box they put them in Sarco- yeah that's one sarcophagus um sarcophagus sitting on the top of a catafalque there's a lot of words for you with uh, a couple of like green glowing lamps fixed into the wall uh, like glass lamps but there's no visible fire and in each corner of the room, there are uh, there is a suit of armor. Uh, you can see some like jars lined up on the floor around the basis of this thing. And there's like there's there's carvings on the wall in script that looks a bit like what you saw in that token. You can't you can't necessarily see the character anywhere, but it's it's doesn't look like modern script. It looks like whatever that ancient script might have been. Cool. Clam's going to stick his head out of the, um, or attempt to stick his head back out of the, the portal from it came and, and gesture everybody in. You stick your head into, so as you turn around to try and do this, you see that, like, this is a similar black void to what was outside. And you, as you stick your head in, your it comes back the other way and you can see your own body. Do you see what I mean? Like it's oh, oh, no. like a, Clam, you know, Clam so, immediately so... sees the potential of this. He's heard about the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's on his own in here. Mike, yeah, yeah, we know, we know what Clam's doing. We know what Clam's doing. <laughs> so anyway, 
looking at his own leathery butt. There so was you... a bit about not being like too erotic or something like no, this. No erotic rock like, rock yeah, same. yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. Playing the X card. <laughs> so you you like you you pull your head back and you stick an arm into this void and it just like pops out right next to you, so you could slap yourself in the face, sort of thing. Like it's it's. Yeah, that makes whatever sense. you put into like there a, comes yeah, back out. Inverted portal kind of job. Yeah, okay. Clam. Exactly. Clam, you are literally just Jay from the Inbetweeners. Like, like that's your character. <laughs> just like the dead arm kind of thing. You know, like that that whole thing is. Ghouls Goul- love it when you put the Clam. balls in. Ghouls <laughs> love it. That's a ghoul joke. Okay, so um, you do think Clam's very so very happy. While... I'm using himself. So what's everybody else doing? <laughs> while while Clam is. Trying to decide what disgusting thing to do to himself next. What are the other three of you doing? Oblivious to the gasps, um, with no well, sense of urgency whatsoever, uh, Forquare follows Clam into the void. Sure. Uh, yeah, so you, you toddle through and see the same. You you see this room, you see Clam uh, playing with himself. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. I think while, while Clam and Forquare are doing this, I think Bailey is just a little bit suspicious. So she's going to go in after her friends, eventually, (laughs) being a hero. But um, because, you know, she believes quite rightly in heroism. But I think she's just going to do a little of the perimeter of uh, Mausoleum just to see if there's anything at all to scope out. Yeah, why not? Yeah, give us a roll and we'll see if there's anything interesting to reveal here. Oh, 16. 16, okay. As you go around the outside... You come back around to the front and there's one of the residents of this area, this very sort of hoity-toity looking young man, probably late 20s, early 30s, with his hair all slicked back and he he strides up to you and says, excuse me, what are you doing here? Oh, right, but uh, we're just uh, having a wander around, a bit of a day out. Uh, we thought you, we'd come see the mausoleum. You dream of defiling the tomb of Galtorum the Elder? Um, hey. I didn't say anything about defiling. We're just out for a day out. Your very presence defiles it. Why? <laughs> I don't feel like I need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, we're here, whatever. You've I assume that you're in, like, you're in, like, full war paint drag makeup. Yeah, like, you know. That's a whole like look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leather, so this, like, like, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ple- pleather. Not just leather. Ple- pleather. Pleather, yeah. They've invented pleather in this world. Yeah, that's one of Brill's most popular She's vegan, apparently. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, and, and what it, even if we were to find in it, what's it to you, Bess? He, he hisses, this is the tomb of the greatest wizard Ever to have graced this city, the founder of Enaria of old, I will not, cannot allow you to stay here and ruin this wondrous place. You must leave. You must leave now. Well, that's not going to happen, is Leave it? now! Leave <laughs> now! Um, oh, I just peaked my recording there almost I... certainly. <laughs> um, you always deadly but not holding a weapon. Okay. Um. I. Well. I. Don't, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to waste my time. Even like, kind of. I just push him away and run into the void. He's it, like. He like splutters with indignation. He's like, oh, I can't believe this. Dreadful. <laughs> I was convinced you were going in. I got, I got, yeah, I'm going to go in. I, I've got the information. I think I need. I don't think he's going to give me any more information than he's given me. And he or... he looks at 
he looks so you've learned some stuff you know yeah it's too it, it, at least i know and uh he looks over at ellis and so it just as you're walking into the thing he looks over at ellis like good sir that's <laughs> a sort of scooby-doo noise as he realizes what he's standing next to he thought you were just a normal person but you were not a normal person <laughs> so yeah now that we've seen all three of the party go into this black void i'm still holding the the grappling hook. I just, we just take one look at that guy, give a sheepish wave, and then retract the grappling hook so it launches us into the void. You <laughs> 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 like a tape Brilliant. measure. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like it. Tape measure. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Marvelous. So, yeah, right, the four of good. you are in here now. I think I I suspect uh, Ellis grappling hooking in the funniest possible outcome for this is that he knocks all of you over or they knock all of you over sorry uh so the the all six of you are now sort of scattered across the floor in front of this this dais that's got this sarcophagus on it uh so yes as you stand up you look around you can see that the this kind of eldritch script on the wall very ancient writing uh yeah these suits of armor in the corner uh, and this sarcophagus in the middle and you there is an uncanny breeze blowing through the room. Given given what you've seen outside, all right, Fulquare. Given what you've seen outside, you don't understand how it could be. Like, there's no windows. There's no like. Clearly, this place is sort of separated from what's going on outside, and yet there is this wind blowing through the room, and you hear a, a kind of papery whispering. And then you hear this voice come in saying, Who is this that enters my tomb? <laughs> Who are you that approaches the place of my resting? I thought it was a little German exchange kid from The Simpsons for a second there. Speak and name yourselves. <laughs> Do not make me run. I am full of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll name myself. Clam steps forward and goes, Hello, I am Clam Stramlington. For whom do I have the pleasure of addressings? You are in the tomb of the wizard and elder Galtoru. What brings you to this place? And as you look around, you like, you see. Now that you're kind of tuning into the room properly, you can see that there are like skeletons, quite a lot of them, sort of bundled up in corners of the room near the the suits of armor and stuff like that. The, this this doesn't necessarily look like a safe place. And the the voices, who are you that would enter? State your business in my tomb. Tomb robbery. <laughs> this will not stand this will not stand and there is a um, like the voice gets louder and louder and louder and it's like ringing in all of your heads this sort of weird German screaming uh, and you see the four suits of armour oh, no. grind into action as they you know one of them's holding a pike one of them's got a sword in one hand and a shield in the other uh, another is holding a big chunky battle axe and the last one has like big sharp spiked gauntlets and they all step forward and so the two that are right either side of you as you've come through the door are almost immediately on you uh swinging weapons at you and the other two are marching down the room towards you what do you do 
Did I say tomb robbery? I meant to say tomb renovations. <laughs> uh, the, the, I think it's one of the suits that. is like raising its raising the pike to 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 bring it down on you. This sort of big glaive looking thing. What on clam um, or what who? What do you do? A uh, clam. Uh, clam okay. uses form of a rhinoceros, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's going to use master shape shift to turn into a powerful rhinoceros. I've lost my... Where's my naturalist thing? It's the master version of your animal form spell. The rules are the same except for these differences. You can choose a gr- creature no smaller than a housefly and no larger than an elephant. You have 10 HP in animal form. Your attacks hit for 3 HP and you can send messages telepathically to members of the party. Cool. Telepathic rhino. Nice. Uh, okay. You are going for the one that's about to hit you? Absolutely. Or was trying to hit you? Cool. Rhino, you roll an attack for me. 17. That's a hit. Yeah, you um, charge straight towards this lumbering suit of armor and uh, drive it backwards towards the wall where it came from, smashing it up against the wall, and you put like a massive dent in the breastplate of this thing. It's not down, but it's, it's yeah, you've you've trapped this thing for a moment. The other one, uh, the, the one to your right, which is carrying a sword and shield, is coming towards you as well it's going for clam uh what are the other the rest of the three of you doing who who's gonna act first it looks like four is gonna do something four uh uses his newfound ability of clap to uh target the uh three as of yet un uh initiated uh, unmolested unmolested uh suitors of arms well it is clam uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so should this work uh each should be minus uh Two HP, but also uh, be knocked to the ground. Three nearby creatures, two HP. Cool. Yeah, um, I think that just works. I don't think you have to roll for it. It was oh, roll the die otherwise. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So they each take uh, two damage. Uh, you knock them backwards, and they stagger uh, and stumble uh, as they are briefly held up, which gives Balianator and LSB uh, a, a moment to act. Who's, um, who's got something in the pipe? Bailey, um, go um, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to use a uh, wild attack on one of the three. Yeah. Ben is just, I think, yeah, yep. one of the three Ben is just. So let's go for it. One... My eye really yep. backflippy uh, wild attack. Great. Oh, no. five. That's a five. Again. Two to five. You miss. <laughs> All enemies within reach may counterattack you immediately. So, oh, Jesus. Um, only, excuse me, only one of them is right next to you. Uh, the one with the, the one with the sword and shield right. uh, to your right uh, uh, lunges forward as you you attempt to. You do sort of like a mad loop of the room and just completely <laughs> miss all of them. Uh, and as you come back around, as you come back around, it holds up its shield in front of it and like. Batters just, you backwards. Let's just run into it. <laughs> not, not um, yeah. So, well, uh, better, but I'm just looking at what counter attack looks like. Also, immediately roll the dice. So, yeah, I'm just going to make an attack on you. Okay. Uh, so let's roll it. That is a 17. So yeah, it's going to um, It's it swings its uh, it shoves you back with the shield and gets a jab in with this like ancient rusted sword that it's holding. Brutal. Old and rusted and blunt, but it's still it's a sharp sharp pain in your ribs and you take two damage from that okay lucky we went back uh, to that night uh cape in there <laughs> yes and uh lsb what's what's your what's your goal here 
Cool. So um, how close am I to any of these suits of armor? The nearest one to you is the one that's just hit Balianator. The other two are down the end of the room. A good, I mean, they're on the way towards you, but they're probably a good 15, 20 meters away. And then the other one uh, is the one that's you would have to kind of go round clam in the form of a rhino, but it's certainly easy to get to in a single move. I think they're all kind of within range, depends on how fast you want to okay. where you want to go. Cool. I'm able to 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 look at which one looks the most battered, just at a glance, or is it just chaotic? Yeah, I think the one that Clam smashed into the wall is definitely looking the most the the closest to slowing down. Uh, but the the other three that that Fourquare threw backwards are all looking ropey as well. Let's say. Cool. What I'll do then is I'm go- we're going to press the the Nike Jordan boots to launch ourselves over Clam as a rhino toward the suit of armor and then attack with the spike club just bringing it down trying to smash in the helmet great yeah so, uh roll the attack then please cool uh, take my ap down for the boots and attack oh, oh no a that's a four no uh, right okay so yeah. i'll stop pressing that button soon i swear <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so you 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 manage the leap over um over the top but this thing although it is crushed and crumpled has enough reflex to raise its spear towards you what were you going into attack with what uh, spike club i think it it deflects and knocks the club out of your hands uh, and knocks you backwards onto the ground so you are now lying on your back and your club has skittered off halfway down the room oh, so no. you're, you're, you're down a weapon right now oh dear and it's now in a position to do something. Uh, Clam, you as a rhino right in front of it, it's going to swing that spear around, like rotate it around in its hand and attempt to stab down into your back, into your big carapace. But it does not make the hit. Uh, that's an eight. So I'm going to offer you two outcomes here. Either it's going to make the hit, but break its spear in the process. So it loses the weapon. Or... It makes the hit and you take the damage, but you are able to crush forward in the process, pressing it further into the wall. I think crush what it. Would you, what would you prefer? Sorry? Clam in uh, rhino form. He knows what he wants to do. Smash. Okay, so you, you drive forward. Uh, why don't you make an attack roll? 16. Nice. Okay, so you need to take two damage because it did manage to land this hit on you, even though it was uh, it was a tough choice. Uh, but you are able to push forward, and with a full hit, you feel this thing kind of shudder uh, as you press it against the wall, and it goes limp, basically, like just slumps forward, no longer uh, moving. The suit with the sword that has just shoved Balianator backwards and hit her, press like bears down, uh, shield up, and comes in again uh, with another swing uh, uh, over over the head an attempt to hit you and it lands uh so you're going to take two damage there as it it batters you uh again in the arm leaving uh leaving a dent for sure the one down the end of the room with the axe uh is staggering to its feet and is lumbering towards you i don't think it's close enough to make an attack yet and neither is the other one with the gauntlets it's your turn i mean clam i guess you've just destroyed this suit of armor and you're still in rhino form what what do you do next who are you going for I'm going to turn my big rhino booty around and charge at the next nearest um, knight, I think. Full-on okay. so full rhino the... mode. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so down the room, the one with the the one with the axe is buried down towards you, and you charge basically like to meet it in the middle of this room to to smash it. Uh, so why don't you roll an attack for me? Ah, oh, do you know what I should have done? I should have picked up um, Forquar. You could have ridden me. I could have been your rhino mount. That'd been amazing. <laughs> a wizard mounted on a rhino. But, but it'd be like rhino Forquar and then cry on his head. Just oh. like the three of you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> be amazing. Yeah. Like, uh, right, did you roll that attack? Uh, yeah, I've just rolled it. 16 again. Great. Uh, yes, so you, you managed to thunder towards this thing. How much damage do you do as a rhino? Uh, three. And you paste it straight into the ground like just trample it uh into absolute dust basically like it's like a crushed tin can or what you know when you put a penny through those tourist machines that squash it into oh yeah like an oval shape yeah one of them next night yes we were all searching for Um, that weren't we (laughs) yeah uh cool right so uh balienator you've got this uh suit of armor with the sword and shield absolutely hammering you on top of me what are you right. doing oh sorry i'm gonna go for another wild attack yeah um the come on dice oh god okay well that's, that's not a, at least it's something okay. so you get to deal double damage <laughs> yes uh so that would be four okay um that is enough to uh drive it down back onto the ground what, what are you using how are you attacking it um well i think i would have i would have had i think it's it's like kind of every both of the other things would be to, it's my knuckle dusters because i don't think okay. I've, I've yeah. had times to to get the big stuff okay. out so in a like absolute fury yeah you pummel this thing with your fists and just absolutely batter it into a into a crushed can of nothing right, it's got uh, a detached the retina at least yeah but they counter attack you so I don't know how to counter attack when, when it's already dead oh. <laughs> so I think that's probably the end of that one I think you've, you've got away with it there uh, okay. and then, this minced metal hand kind of like tries to well this is I was like does the shield splinter does she get a big splinter off the shield like maybe that's it you end up with a big sort of chunk of wood in your like fist two, weeks, two weeks later you're in the doctors for tetanus that's, that's the counter attack <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah rusty swords all over the place um splinter. lsb yeah. forkwear who's who's going there's one suit of armor left in the corner with these big sharp gauntlets what's what's the plan who's closest to uh i think pr- probably just forkwear he's on the right side of the the dais in that case then i will use a Regular magic strike, which I must cool. roll for. Go for it. Ah, six. Oh no, that's a six. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so you still get to deal your damage. So you fire off this this bolt of energy uh, out of your staff, I guess, or your sword, whichever it might be. Mm-hmm. This beam of energy shoots out and, and knocks this uh, suit of armor back. But in the excitement, you have overdone it. I think you you were trying to do a sort of controlled blast, but you actually end up doing something more akin to a full blast. So you can either lose two AP, or you can like your staff is no longer able to cast magic. Oh, until you you know until you can take it to staff sorrow or something like that, someone to repair it. <laughs> which which would you prefer? Lose some AP or lose the staff temporarily? Okay, so I can use magic strike with any. 
pointed object. Yeah. Um, so I will lose the staff. Okay. So your staff is currently out of action. Let's uh, cross that out. Okay, cool. So you're currently without your staff. So it's it's only your sword, I think, that you've got. That Oh, your sword, your longsword and dagger. Okay, cool. Oh, no, um, <laughs> yes. And so finally, LSB, there is this one suit of armor that is now, like, smoking uh, from all the uh, hits that it's just taken. What, what do you do? But I'll try to... Um scoot around it to get behind it for a normal attack, mm-hmm. but then prepare a sneak attack if it goes for sure. anybody. So, re- okay. regular attack. Oh, a six! Oh my god, you guys are rolling absolute stinkers! <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a six, which is a uh, tough choice. So, you're going to get to make your... What, what are you attacking with? Uh, it's my scimitar. Okay. You get to... You, you land the blow, and you, you manage to, like get your sword up through this thing uh, and puncture the the armor in such a way that it's like unable to hold itself steady anymore you've like sheared through it but as you try to pull your scimitar out the blade snaps halfway oh no and so your scimitar is now broken it is no longer an effective weapon there's no point to it you've got you know it, it's dragging it through all of this this plate steel has blunted it so your your scimitar you've got the broken pieces of a scimitar but not an effective weapon oh dear we've got no weapons now not yet traded dagger dagger away shit don't worry six fists (laughs) yeah so that (laughs) (laughs) um that is enough to uh to take this thing down and so in the the wreckage in this room there are four battered uh suits of armor around the room and you hear that voice come back into your head again uh, as this breeze begins to blow and you hear so you have defeated my suits of armor to be honest i always thought it was kind of gauche you know i think it's very embarrassing to have these things you know they buried them alive in here with me the bones are still inside the suits. It's kind of disgusting. If you take a look, it's it's kind of horrible. Anyway, I am Galtorum the Elder. I am the founding wizard of this great city of Anaria. I built it into something great. And then it fell down and crumbled into something terrible. And then it was rebuilt into something great again, or so I'm told by the people who have come back through here who I have then killed when they tried to steal my shit. <laughs> what do you want here? <laughs> Clam's going to going to unwisely shut up for a change because last time last time he stated his intentions, got a spear in his rhino bum. Um, Um, we we would show the open up the dossier where we've made the rubbing of the the disc with the the letters that look very similar. What do these mean? Uh, and you see um forming over the sarcophagus like a a sort of green and gold light starts to cohere into this ghostly form uh and it's a uh, an old old man with a long scraggly gray beard and a completely bald shaved head uh and you know like long crookedy nose he hovers and he goes ah i see you have found my secret sigil so it is you that is following the quest you that has made it down into my special What's the word I'm looking for here? My special chamber, but my special chamber below the city. So, have you found any of the rest of my uh, artful poetry? Flip the page to the the poem that's been copied. Is this it? 
Ah, so you have been to the bazaar already. How wonderful. This is truly wondrous. You are clearly powerful adventurers. I think that you may be in a position to complete my life's work. Maybe. You see, you see what I was hoping to discover. Don't interrupt me when I'm talking. I'm monologuing. Come on. Uh, any adventurer knows this. Uh, when I founded this city, I knew that it was on a position of great power, that there were ley lines that ran through it. And if they were joined in just the right way, we could find a place wherein we could open a portal to another dimension, another world. And so, are you ready to do this? Are you ready to open a portal to another world? I'm, I'm not sure, to be honest, but but I've been paid to, so uh, I haven't got much choice, really. <laughs> I wish to pass on to the other side. I can pass on to the other side. If you promise to open the portal... And also do me a small favor here in the tomb. One little, one little bit of admin I need you to do. Clan makes a rhinoceros sound in response. <laughs> Can any of you translate that with his? his he's a psychic rhino. Clam no. uh, says, "Go on." Balianator yeah. says, "Go on." Oh, sorry. Well, oh, I see. Right. Says, sorry, Balianator. That was ba- okay. Balianator saying. Interpreting. Yeah, she's, Interpreting. she's got a good command of accents, apart from yeah, apart from her Welsh apart accent, apart from her own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> the, 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 this ghostly apparition in front of you says, "You know, when when I was when I died many centuries ago." The embalming traditions at the time were not something I really enjoyed. And they did it anyway, even though I said, no, I should have, I should have made a, a, a proper will, but I didn't. Anyway, they took out my brains, and they took out my lungs, and they took out my kidneys, and they also chopped off one of my fingers. It's a whole thing that never really made sense to me. Can you put the bits back for me? Just pop open the... Pop on, put the sarcophagus and and puts the body back together. Uh, another another indistinguishable uh, rhino sound. Someone else want to? He seems trustworthy. <laughs> I don't think he is, but again, I'm being paid, so I suppose Thea Thea Bunk Theodric Theodric um, will lead us that astray. But I'm not. I don't really trust this ghost guy. But where where are these? Uh... Brains and fingers and, and such. Where are they? Well, they're somewhere around here. I'm not keeping track. Oh, that's, that's they, very useful. What? They're your brains? Why don't you know where your own brain is? I've been dead for 700 years. Well, 700 years is a long time to look. Do you know, do, do you remember every piece of shoes you've ever had? <laughs> shoes? <laughs> oh, shoes. And I bet one of you, like seven decades, maybe, maximums? Uh, excuse me, I'm 45, thank you very much. I said seven maximums. Decades. I said maximums. <clears throat> Four queries sort of over at the uh, sarcophagus. Um, maybe like trying to help, but it's it's far too tall for him. He can't even lift to get the lid open. Clam will sort of lumber up with his old rhino horn um, and start kind of like trying to lever the lid off the sarcophagus with his big old oh, rhino horn. This is this is not dignified, but uh, you know the ends justify the means. It's not dignified. It's Clam Strumlington. TM. Yeah. Okay. So you managed to lever this thing open with your big rhino horn, and it uh, clatters to the ground with a 
dusty cloud. It's horrible. Uh, you're all coughing on on old deadness, <laughs> and you see inside a mummified body. Yeah, that's what you see. So you, I mean, you, you know, you can you can tell that there's some bits missing. He's like, it doesn't need to be like. Not super specific, you know. You don't need to. You don't need to cut me open or anything. I just, you know, I need the bits back. I need the bits so I can pass on to the next life. I'm sick of being a ghost here. It's very boring. Imagine seven hundred years in a box. Every every fifty years ago, some idiot comes in and says, "I'm going to loot your tomb," and you're like, "No, fuck off." <laughs> so kids, that's fun, but that's it. It's not enough. I'm bored. I want to go and see all the other wizards. I'm okay. Psychic communication. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Clam communicates psychically. I think there were jars around the room. Uh, if I remember my tomb robbing basics, canoptic jars. Um, in fact, familiar ones with a disgraced Egyptologist who might uh, be able to add some more context for this. But yes, canoptic jars in which the organs are stored from separate from the body for passage to the next world. Uh, usually excellent source of protein if you are low on uh, energy in the middle of a dungeon. It's good to know, good to know. <clears throat> Fab. Uh, yeah, um, so um, those jars that I mentioned, there's a, a collection of them uh, at the the end of the tomb, kind of the end that you came in. There's there's three jars down the end there. Shall me and LSD go take a look? Did you say LSD? Oh, LS. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> it's, the, it's those magic LSD, morsels. LSD, luck, stuck and bugger. <laughs> oh, but we no, are, it's like... those morsels. We are tripping <laughs> balls right now. <laughs> <laughs> are we sure it's not the, the, everywhere. There's a bearded, bald ghost. <laughs> The drugs-laced honey that Winnie the Pooh gave you all those hours ago. Oh, man. Um, no, Alice, come on. Let's go have a look at these jars. Let's take a little look. Yeah, so there's 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 three jars uh, down the end, and they each have uh, a little thing drawn on them. So one of them's got a heart on it, one of them's got a brain, and one of them's got a kidney. Yeah. Oh. Let's, uh, let's scoop them up. Can we just put yep. the jars in the tube? Plug, so you, plug them in. Uh, where where are you putting them? Like so, roughly yeah, the right like, places. So I'm gonna put. I've got the heart and the brain jar. So I'm gonna put the heart jar by the uh, the corpse's chest, and then the brain yep. one by his head. And we'll 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 tuck. Oh, we'll, that feels good. We'll tuck the kidney one. You know, just just behind the back. Oh yeah, that's the spot. Oh yeah. Okay, so that's nearly it. I just need the finger. Where's the finger? Um. Well, I don't it, know. Is it not inside a jar? <laughs> no, they don't put the finger in a jar. They throw the finger away. Oh. oh, does anybody God. have a spare finger? So rooting around in the pockets. Well, of all of all, of all of us, Alice, <laughs> you've got the most fingers. Whoa, whoa there! Whoa there! <laughs> I just we, saying. We don't think these will do. Holds up a little claw. I mean, technically, <laughs> only three. Only three. Uh, Falkwear uh, goes and looks at a uh, a pile of skeletons and. Uh, mm-hmm. sort of Grabs a, oh, yeah. a finger off of uh, one of the skeletons <laughs> on the floor, brings it up to the sarcophagus, and offers it to Bailinator. <laughs> oh, for oh, well, Where would we be without you? Reach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll need to grow up to do it for. Him. <laughs> and Bailinator takes it off and puts it. Um, I'll put this right on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh um, man! So you. <laughs> Galtarum has been like hovering around above you, watching you do it. And he's like, "That's it. That feels right. Yes, that's the finger. Oh, I mean, it's not my finger, but a finger's a finger. You know, between friends. Wait. What a relief! Now I can't pass." <laughs> Sage nodding from Clam. 
Your bits where you're like, true. Um, so uh, every hole he's, is he's, a he's like, oh boy. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. He's like, finally, uh, everything is back together. I can pass on to the next life. Just have a cool chill time with all the wizards in in wizard heaven. So. <laughs> Yeah, can you go out and like, do you promise to go and finish my life's work, open the portal to the other dimensions, all the cool stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, sure. Of course, of course. Yeah, awesome. Totally. Great. Okay, the curse is lifted. Bye! <laughs> and it like spins into a little point of light and disappears. And the, the, the black portal behind you opens up and you can see daylight outside. <laughs> Goodbye, Franken ghost. <laughs> Bye. Uh, you solved my tomb puzzle. Uh, so yeah um that's that's the end of that one so we've got uh a uh, uh, one more location on the map that you you're still going to get to and as he disappears the sarcophagus also uh disappears and you see in the middle of the dais a small disc appears sorry uh about 12 inch marble disc appears elevated a few inches off and on it is a little little leather bundle mm-hmm. Who's taking it? Not me. I haven't got hands. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> well, I'll, 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 they're gone. I'll, uh, Bailey Nita goes and picks it up and has a look at it. Great. Uh, so it is another line of text written on a piece of paper. Well, hey. And so the the tear on it doesn't match up with the last piece of paper you had. So it's it's definitely the same writing and on the same kind of paper, but it doesn't line up with what you had before. Uh, so it looks like you've got um, maybe the last line of this thing or a, a line from further down. This is the bottom of the paper, so it's only torn at the top. And the text says, and if you bring to her this token, then treasure, glory, homeward bound. Oh. So you've got five lines. You've got, yeah, uh, just three more lines will show the way to fame and fortune, hearth and home. To find the first, follow the signs beneath the sparkling crystal dome. The elder's tomb provides second and holy place reveals the third. Uh, then scratch these lines upon the chart to find the place where lives the bird. And then, I guess, dot, 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 as far as you could tell. And then finally, and if you bring to her this token, then treasure, glory, homeward bound. Well, mm-hmm. guess we're off to uh, the temple then. Let us Indeed, go. Indeed, oh. Okay, well, we will wrap it up there yeah. um, and come back shortly for our final session pick another ability between now and coming back together and uh, we'll see you all for the next episode so that was part three join us next time for part four the final part of the infinite escape room quest where we progress from tomb desecration to temple desecration scare the crap out of some not so innocent bystanders and attack tony's most fiendishest puzzlistist yetististist But until then, thanks very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. If you'd like to support us, then we run a Patreon programme. Go check it out at patreon.com slash theinfiniteescaperoom. There's early access to episodes, bonus material, unedited, shoutouts, and other bits and what's it. We love you lots, and we'll see you next time on The Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye now.